The College Football Experience Maryland Terrapins 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks brought to you by Circa Sports. Yes, yeah, Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contest. $14 million are up for grabs. Get all the details at circasports.com. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. Hey everybody, Joe Theismann here. You're listening to SGPN. So do this, let it ride. Episode. Look, if you, I'm excited to talk Terp football. Shout out to the Maryland Terps. Great name, Terps. Uh, and and we're gonna talk all about it. But perhaps you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet speaks with his fists and lives by his wits when dundee happened he was a superstar i'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping would have killed a normal man but now that's gone the medical advice i got from that was was like being hit by lightning pretend it never happened and get on with your life and you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. <laughs> Let's talk a little turp football. My mother went to University of Maryland. All right. Maryland. Let's talk about the state of Maryland. What a funny state. What a funny state. Funny how. You got the deep country. Right, yeah. whether you go up to Northern Maryland or out to Western out to Maryland, Cumberland. Yeah. yeah, you know, you, you got countries touching West Virginia. It's like it's like basically pinned up against West Virginia for uh, the whatever you call that, the peninsula of yeah. it. And then then you got the hood. You got Baltimore. You got D.C. Right, P.G. County. Right, and then you got the super rich parts. You know, Montgomery County, et cetera, Some of the richest counties Bethesda. in America. Bethesda. Yeah, you're getting a, you're getting a little bit of everything. You got the Maryland. Eastern Shore. And you got the Eastern Shore. Get some Shore. of those crab legs. Yeah, and, and some that, old that's Bay that, seasoning. That's the heart of Maryland. Yeah. Throw some Old Bay seasoning on this fucking team, perhaps. That's right. Patty C. This team back in 1893 won the college football national championship. Uh, in my eyes, I don't know if they claim it, but uh, they can feel free. We are a publication over here at SGPN. Feel free to hit us up, and we will claim that undefeated season national champions, as well as 1951, which I think they do claim. Uh, and you can make a strong case for 53 and 55 as well. Uh, Tom Nugent used to coach here. New- they got the real Saban, who didn't pay players. Lou Saban used to coach here, um, and uh, Bobby Ross. Bear Bryant, couple guys you might have heard of, might have paid some players. Bear Bryant, but <laughs> um, Ralph Friedrich, the Fridge, uh, oh, you yeah. know he was a great coach here before they wrongfully killed him, uh, killed him off as a head football college coach. Three straight ten win seasons for the Fridge. 
un- unbelievable that they uh, they really did him dirty. But yeah. look, I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating sideline kiss stealing. Wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh, let's get it going. Let's talk Maryland Terrapin football. Yeah, but is this quarterback you, Tolia Talivoa? Yeah, Tonga Bailoa. Yeah, uh, what do we got? Uh, Boomer Esiason, Scott Zolak, Scott Milanovic, uh, Frank Wright, Neil O'Donnell. Chris Turner. Who was the who was the backup on the Vikings during the Ralph Friedgen era? He, he went to the Vikings after that. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, yeah. They have another one that was a backup, a long time backup Sean in the NFL. Hill. That's it, Sean Hill. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so you get this, you get this Terp team rolling, Patty C. Back to back seven and six, eight and five seasons. They won the pinstripe. They won the Mayo Bowl. They're, uh, I mean. I get it. Mike Loxley. We've made a lot of fun of Mike Loxley, but he, it, perhaps we are the fools here. And uh, I think tide turning, I see, as I remembered, I was raised in the desert, but tides kind of turn. It's easy to see a tide turn. Did I say those words? I mean, we said Mike Loxley, not a good football. Did I say those words? Because he has gone back to back winning seasons, but he still is a, has a career record of 23 and 54. So we can, we can stand by that. When you think of Mike Loxley coach teams, they have never from, from the first year of him being a head coach gotten worse. He's only gotten better every single year. 2009, <laughs> New Mexico, or, or say the same. Yeah. 2009, New Mexico, 1 11. 2010, New Mexico, 1 11. 2011, he didn't last the whole season, but his team went 1 11, even though he was fired without a win. So three, three straight 1 11 seasons. 2015, he was what? Interim coach at Maryland? Yeah. 1 5. <laughs> 2019 at Maryland, 3 9. Then uh, short season, 2 3, but that's an increased win percentage. 7 6. Eight and five last year. I the guy r- is a, a rocket ship slowly <laughs> headed for the moon there. I want to read you these scores though. 59 nothing. 38 7, right? So what's that? A, a 59 point loss, a 31 point loss. Uh, 73 to 14, another 59 point loss, right? Was this year one of the locks? Hang on, hang yeah. on. I'm, I'm going to just make my point here. Yeah. Uh, then so that's three, right? That's three right there. Then we can jump over because nineteen was his first year, right? Nineteen was his first season. Then we yeah, have nineteen. Yep. We have a random win, thirty-five to nineteen, so a, f- a fifteen-point win, right? Mm-hmm. Then uh, we have losses to sixty-six to seventeen. Another another. That's a forty uh, thirty-nine point loss. Uh, then he has a 17 point loss, 31 to 14, and then a 41 point loss to uh, so 59 to 18. And then last year, uh, just a seven point loss, 34, 27, but then a 30 to nothing loss. And then a 13 point loss, 43 to 30. He has so he is judging by my math, which is a little questionable at all times. Uh, I believe he is so he didn't play any of them in twenty. So nineteen is three, twenty-one is three, 
so he's what one in eight all time or no, no. Cause they, they got one of their wins. No, I'm sorry. He's one in nine all time uh, against Penn state, Ohio state and Michigan. Mm. And w- only one of those losses has been a one score game. <laughs> now, now, I mean, I can add in other things and this is, this is the question I would ask you. Patty He's C. gotten rocked by those teams a bunch. It's almost Rutgers esque. How bad they well, lose. I was about to say, let's talk about some. So let's count how many, like more than 30 point losses, right? Yeah. Penn state 59, nothing in 2019 year one. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep tally here. He did have a 26 point loss to Purdue, but that's, that's, that's okay. 42 point loss to Minnesota. Yeah. 31 point loss to Minnesota or to Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. So that's three, right? That's, then Ohio uh, state is four. Cause they beat him by 59. Then Nebraska beat him by 47. That's five, right? In year one, five in year one, then Northwestern in 2020, okay. uh, 43 to three. So that's six, right? Yep. They only played a couple games that year. So then we jump over to 21. So six, and then you have Fifty-one to fourteen, uh, Iowa takes them down. That would be seven, right? Yep. With the thirty-seven point win, right? And then you have eight being Ohio State, sixty-six to seventeen. What is that forty-nine pointer? Yeah. So now we're at eight. Uh, Michigan making it nine with a fifty-nine to eighteen win, (laughs) right? So that's nine. Um, Then we head to last year. Finally, then we head to last year. And you have the he played a little better. He's they kidding. did, but Penn State still beat him thirty to nothing. That would be ten, right? Yeah, and that's their only one. Ten, thirty point losses or more in in, in four years. And yeah, how many games is or that? Actually, like three and a half years because COVID they played four games. <laughs> yeah, that they. That's a lot, man. But but bl- last year they showed signs of life. They didn't play a P five out of. In the non-con, which is a, a little, little bit of bullshit, but I mean, um, <laughs> scheduling does help. But I mean, shoot, aside from that thirty-point blowout loss, they only lost to Ohio State by thirteen. Yeah, no, that lost was a good game. Lost to Wisconsin game. by thirteen, yeah. and then uh, the the uh, to, uh, as a Big Ten West champion Purdue by two. But can I also make this point? Michigan by seven, playoff Michigan. But can I also make this point? Yeah. You know, if you take the bowl win in, which a bunch of players didn't play, let's let's throw the bowl game out. Yeah, they beat zero teams with a winning record. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. SMU, SMU had a winning record. And that was seven a and game. six. Wait, but that that's that's what the bowl. Right? It's hard to judge this team. They lose really badly to good teams. They win somewhat convincingly, usually against <laughs> I don't bad know. teams. They beat yeah. Indiana by five last year. They Northwestern beat, by seven. Yeah, they're um, probably not that good. They're not as good as uh what an eight and five record makes you think. I mean, do you think his job is safe though? Yes, you think it is. Right? Yes, he's still recruiting pretty well. Uh, Who do they want to be though? They have Under Armour money in the NIL era. They sh- now they they will benefit from the new Big Ten not having divisions. You know what I mean, and them being able to play some of the teams in the West more often. So big ma- time, yeah. So maybe there's that. This team has a lot of number thirty-five in the uh, national composite. But that's why they should be better. 
They should be, but when you're playing those three teams that are all national title contenders, or at least Ohio State, you can't and Michigan, beat that bad, dude. No, you can't. But they they weren't last year. They lost to Michigan True. by seven. Penn State by team. thirty. Yeah. Ohio right. State by thirteen. Okay, fair. But Iowa. I think most teams in the nation would take those three losses. If those are your three combined losses to Penn State, I don't not not playoff caliber teams, but Maryland <laughs> programs. I'm Maryland just saying, like Iowa. I feel like probably recruits at a worse level that that achieves way more when they play those okay, teams. That's an exception. I'm just saying that Kansas State's one that would probably would probably play them a lot better. You know, well, Kansas State got destroyed by Alabama in a bowl game in New Orleans. Well, you got an excuse for everything there, buddy. All I'm saying is Kansas this Kansas State also kept beat TCU in the regular the season in the regular season to Michigan by a touchdown and Ohio State. Michigan by lost to TCU less buddy. than two touchdowns. <laughs> I think you're pretty happy if you're Maryland. I think you're pretty really? happy. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be very interesting because this is this is uh, we'll talk all about it. But folks, we're gonna we will break down the offense, defense, special teams, transfer portal, and go game by game on the schedule. Hopefully, you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. Subscribe, tell a friend, and remember that's the hub for all of our podcasts. We host the College Football Experience. We talk college football year round here. We've been doing this shit for years as we break down all 133 college football teams with a solo podcast for each and every team in the land. Uh, we also host the college basketball experience during the college basketball season. You will hear me every night of the season. We've already been doing off season recaps. I know Maryland, uh, you know, could be pretty good this year. So check out the college basketball experience. Uh, also host the college baseball experience. Maryland's got a good team. So check out that and the, uh, the FCS college football experience we host. And we have the brand new big 12 college experience. Not that I know. Maryland fans would be interested in that, but you never know. Uh, so you know, if we ever get the college lacrosse experience, I'm sure Maryland fans would be interested. That. You're really getting pushy here. One of the greatest college uh, lacrosse teams of all times, just two years ago. Mm, mm, I mean, go. crab cakes and lacrosse. That's what Maryland. Does. I do think they start a, a safety that uh, is a currently lacrosse player. So, boom, uh, <laughs> folks. Uh, but look, we come together as one on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash/the college experience. Uh, I also want to say uh, that the college football experience, Maryland Terrapins previews brought to you by Circa sports. Yes. Circa millions and Circa survivor are back $14 million in guaranteed prizes are up for grabs and look Circa millions, just five NFL picks ATS uh, each week and every week. And the winner may take all and Circa survivor. Uh, just pick a different money line winner each and every week of the NFL season. Can't pick the same team twice, so there is some strategy involved. But uh, enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Sports Gambling Podcast crew will be out there in Vegas last weekend in August. So hit us up if you're in the in the area. Uh, CircusSports.com for all the details. Once again, CircusSports.com. What would you do with fourteen million dollars? All right, CircusSports.com for all those details. All right, we are back on the college football experience, Maryland Terrapins 2023 season preview episode. And Patty C., uh, I'm just curious. So, you think Loxley, you think so? Did he get extended? I wonder if he got extended. Because uh, he was what hired in 19. We should have done a deep dive on that. Yeah. Um, but uh, making uh, interesting hires. Yeah, and I'm as, curious. As coordinators, you mean? Yeah, I'm curious to get your opinion on these hires. Okay, well let's let's talk about it for a second. Okay, I know we'll talk portal, but let's let's put that on ice for a second. Josh Gaddis, I'm not a big fan. I think he did a good job, you know. Uh, if if nothing else, um, molding his uh, style uh, and his experience with obviously a more spread. I shouldn't say that I'm not a big fan. I just think he did a very bad job at Miami last year. Yeah, 
That's fair. You can't, you can't, you can't, uh, you should have put up more points. I thought they made Ryan Van Dyke look a lot worse than the year prior. Yeah, but I think when you have a brand new head Tyler coach, Tyler Van Dyke, Ryan Van Dyke. Why do I always say Ryan Van Dyke? Tyler Van Dyke, yeah, it's, Ryan Van Dyke. Tyler Van Dyke, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Ryan um, Van Dyke's the old Michigan State quarterback. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, but yeah, he, he's going in with the new head coach. Uh, the new head coach is there. There are a lot of things that just are up in the air and moving parts that they haven't gotten settled down yet. It's tough to look great in that situation. It's yeah. also easy to look great when Jim Harbaugh is calling is basically managing that offense. He he wasn't before. I think I'm, I'm just saying. Did the offense look good for Michigan without Josh Gaddis? They did, but I think Josh Gaddis helped them get to that point. I think Jim really? Harbaugh had consistently had a kind of. I don't uh, want to shit on Josh Gaddis. Old because, school offense that couldn't yeah. couldn't get over the hump, and I think Josh Gaddis helped really? them. Yeah, I mean, uh, I do think. That. I don't think so. I think like he actually is doing a lot of the stuff that he did at Stanford. He currently yeah. is. Yeah, I think he well, needed. But Gaddis wasn't there at Stanford. Yeah, I think I think that Gaddis helped him become a little more modern. Hmm. But I think I do think there are elements, strong elements, obviously, of what Jim Harbaugh has always done. I think it's still mostly Harbaugh's offense, but I think Gaddis helped modernize it some for him. Look, I don't think Gaddis is a bad football coach, but I was certainly not impressed from a year ago. And I do think, you know, with Michigan's offense, in my opinion, looked better last year than with with him the year prior. So, um. Yeah, I mean, I can't take. Uh, it doesn't mean he's a bad coach, but I need definitely need to see sure, a lot more. Obviously, um, Sumlin. S- Kevin Sumlin is an interesting one because I liked what he did at Houston. I thought at A and M he kind of got the raw deal. He's actually got a better record than Jimbo Fisher does at this point. Yeah. However, at Arizona, I thought he was terrible, and wasn't very impressed with him in the USFL either. He's so, the opposite of yeah. Loxley. His his. Uh, Head coaching record at the college ranks got worse every year for like four or five years until he got flushed. So, kind of all over the place on locks or on uh, on Sumlin. Sumlin, I like. I think he's a good coach. Um, but he should get another gig again. What he did at Houston and and what he did at Texas A and M, I think now he to me he needs to go to like the group of five ranks and, and be able to to. But if I was like one of those coaches, I don't know. Yeah, you you're know, right. Yeah, he doesn't seem like the type of coach that's going to be able to bring in bruisers. I mean, that's just not his style. And for what they were always kind of uh, to me at A and M, like never a real contender. When when uh, Johnny Football was there, they, they were good. They seemed to have like you know dynamic elements. A and M's never been a real contender in the history of uh, the sport. I don't think <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Uh, and then on the defense side of the ball, they've had Brian Williams there. So that's not necessarily a new hire. So uh, let me ask you this all black coaching staff. He's doing it his way. Loxley in oh, no, But Look, that's long overdue, man. I think it's cool. Yeah, no, I think that's long overdue. Like we've talked about the numbers of like, obviously I think the best, I don't man, know if the entire coaching staff, no, just the coordinators and the head coach. But, but to me, like the best man should get the job regardless of skin color, obviously yeah. in whatever in America, but yeah. But uh, we know some of these situations. Like I don't know the numbers right now. I didn't do it for this year, but I I know even as a kid growing up, I'd be dumbfounded on being like, wait, there's 130 schools. How the fuck is there three black head coaches yeah. in a sport that's dominated by black athletes? Well, you know, location, you know I mean? location, like, location is definitely part of it. 
Maryland's the type of place where that's going to fly and they're going to let him well, as do it that. should though, yeah. as it should. And like I said, like, that's why I'm excited to see what Dion can do at Colorado, but even Dion, and, you yeah. know, I think he uh, believes in, you know, uh, a diverse coaching staff. And I think there's well, a part, I, well, I think uh, most football guys, I think they really, they really thinking, Hey, we want the I best want, we can get. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, may, that might not have been the case 30 years ago, Yeah, but I'm saying now I feel like, you know, but we still don't see enough of yeah. it in my opinion. It's cool. So, I, it's yeah. kind of like the Georgetown thing in DC in the, um, uh, on basketball, you know, it's the same, same vibe, black excellence happening in let's college go. park. Let's go. Uh, let's talk about the transfer portal though, because uh, such a huge role in college football in 2023. You gotta, you gotta key in on it. So, uh, departing Patty C, tight end Joseph Beer Burns, Burns. I'm sorry, almost fucked that one up. He's gone. He's in the portal. Says I'm out of here. Um, offensive lineman Colton Deary heads out to TCU. Says I want a shot at a national championship. I'm done with these <laughs> bullshit games against Rutgers. All right, offensive tackle Keon Kindred, gone. Offensive tackle Mason Lunsford heads to Brian Kelly and his family at LSU. Ouch. Defensive lineman Anthony Booker goes to Arkansas and Sam Pold Pork Pittman. Defensive lineman Messiah Nasili Kite goes to Auburn. This is my problem. If they have the Under Armour money, how are they getting rated this bad? Uh, quarterback John Griffin, he goes to Merrimack, but that one you know is not an NIL one. Um, they, but uh, obviously the other ones stand out. Running back uh, Chalen Famatu Portal, wide receiver Isaiah Hazel Portal, um, linebacker Cameron Blunt Portal, uh, defensive end Terrence Butler to Biff Pogey in the Charlotte Forty ers defensive end Zion Angelo Shockley Portal, offensive tackle Tommy Varhall, not Tommy Vardell, Tommy <laughs> Varhall Portal. Tight end Weston Wolf. Oh shit! You said to the Wolf. That's Winston Wolf. Uh, tight end. He he goes to South Florida and Alex, Alex Galesh, cornerback Jayon Venerable, portal. Offensive tackle uh, Jakai Green, portal. Tight end C.J. Dupree, Alabama. So the, the they're coming in there and grabbing mm, the SEC mm. specifically, coming in and grabbing some big big name guys. There's still more. Quarterback Ryan Duell, portal. Uh, offensive lineman Austin Fontaine, portal linebacker Ahmad McCullough to Washington State. Uh, defensive end Taylor, or I'm sorry, Tyler Baylor, portal. Getting rocked. And wide receiver. No, that's everybody. That's everybody right oh. there. Now, incoming, Patty C. Yeah. Duke offensive lineman Michael Purcell added. Um. They also go out and get a Tennessee defensive lineman in Jordan Phillips. Bringing in an SEC guy. All the SEC come and raided, you know, everything that they got. So it's like, hey, you got to get aggressive. Go out there and 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 get somebody. All right. They also Jordan Phillips is, uh, you know, listed here as one of the 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 key pickups on the whole uh, on the whole team here. One of the one of the top newcomers. So. We excited about the interior, a little SEC talent, like you said. There you go, and shout out to Benedict Dantold. He was going to be on this episode, but scheduling conflicts. He's a Maryland fan, big fan of the of the show. 
hell of a guy. And he, he, uh, has, you know, has been telling me all about Gottlieb, uh, from a transfer from Frostburg state on the offensive line that they're really happy about Frostburg state. Patty. See, I have been to a Frostburg state football game, Frostburg, Maryland, right? Yes. Up there by Cumberland. Hello. Yeah. Right outside of Cumberland, Maryland. Uh, I think I went to Eastern Maryland on a uh, recruiting, recruiting visit. visit. Yeah. There you go, man. Get some crab legs. <laughs> the next thing you know, you're sounding like uh, George W. Said, uh, hanging out with Dan Marino. I went dynamic to Salisbury wife. on a recruiting visit. Oh, and he said, "This is the D3 recruiting circuit here. Get uh, in there. Hey, I got some got some Coors Lights uh, in the system there. <laughs> some really hot beer I drank there. <laughs> that that doesn't sound fun. Uh, defensive end Donnell Brown coming in from St. Francis. St. Francis solid last year, in my opinion. I watched him a couple times. Uh, Marcus Dumerville at the offensive tackle spot from LSU, bringing in them Tigers. So they traded. They did a little Brian Kelly trade. Uh, Caden Prather, four-star recruit in the transfer portal, wide receiver from West Virginia. He's good. I've seen him. Um, that's a nice get. They brought in a, ju- uh, a JUCO guy too on the offensive line, but then also Miami safety Avante Williams, four-star transfer get for the Terps. Cincinnati cornerback Jaquan Shepard, four-star transfer get. Obviously, Cincinnati, known to have very good defensive backs lately. Uh, he comes in to College Park and uh, also Florida International, the airport. Wide receiver Tyrese Chambers, who was previously an FCS wideout. He's very good. Four star transfer coming in to nice. the Maryland Terrapins. And Patty C, that's it. Mike Loxley. Did they win or lose the portal, Patty C? I couldn't tell you. It sounds like they lost a lot more players than they brought. Yeah, in. I think they probably lost by a little bit, but I, I still like some of those guys they brought in. Yeah. So uh, there is that. Let's talk about the offensive side of the ball. Gaddis, Sumlin, the OCs, and notice Maryland started winning when they fired Scotty Montgomery. Or no, when he left, they didn't fire him. He left for the Colts. Yeah. Started winning more when when Scotty Montgomery's gone. <laughs> Lo and behold, it happened to ECU too. Uh, look, scoring offense sixty sixth and scoring offense, rush offense eighty first, pass offense thirty ninth, total offense fifty fourth. Patty C, what do you make of all those numbers, all that shenanigans? I'm 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 vomiting at you. What do you make of it? Uh it sounds can this offense be better than those numbers? Pretty slightly above average. Uh, I will say that even though you mentioned, when did Montgomery leave? Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Uh, so you know, last year a, a pretty st- strong start to the season offensively. Some high scoring output. He went to the Colts. How'd they do? Hello, hello. <laughs> Number four picking the draft. Uh, look against now. Granted, this is against elite level competition here, but uh, the last four games of the season they managed 10, 0, uh, 30, and then actually thirty seven. They put it on Rutgers. And then only twelve against North uh, NC State, so or sixteen rather. So it's, it's not like the offense was firing. Uh, Tungavailoa, though, good stats again. Um, and then with Gaddis and uh, and someone there, you expect them to throw the ball around. Maybe Tungavailoa has an excellent season. Do we know if he has one or two years of eligibility left? I think he only has one, unless. But it's always tricky with the COVID thing. So right. Uh, anyway, um, he is back, and he is one of. If you include the transfers who have started elsewhere, five starters back on the offensive line of scrimmage. Uh, obviously, Tolia, he's on the Stetson Bennett plan. I feel like he's been in college for 20 years. Also, Roman Hemby, their running back, is back. 
nearly a thousand yards, eleven yards short of a thousand last year. It's nice to bring back. Nice to bring back. Uh, they got what Ramon Brown also back there, uh, and Little John as well, and Colby McDonald. Yeah, yeah, yo, in that backfield. Um, <laughs> wide receiver wise, they bring back Deshaun Jones. They also bring in Chambers, as I alluded to, from FIU, and Caden Prather from West Virginia. How do you see? I actually think the wide receiver unit is pretty fucking good. Yeah, I think it's actually one of the Jones. better in the Big Ten. Jones was the leading receiver. Uh, is Dykes? No, Dykes is gone. No, no Dykes is back. Uh, the tight end. Uh, he's the second leading yeah, receiver. Corey Dykes. Uh, uh, Raheem Jarrett. That's the. That was the five star, right? Yeah. He's gone. He's gone. But still, bringing in Chambers and Prather, and then Hemby, the running back, is the fourth leading receiver. So most of their production is kind of coming back from our pass catching standpoint. Here's the problem: zero. No, sorry, one. And I don't know if you want to count this. Yeah. Okay. So let's say one DJ Glay is the left tackle who started six games, 13 and 21. Okay. So they got one offensive lineman back Patty C, but they did hit the portal. They got the kid from Frostburg state. They got the kid from North Carolina central. They got the kid from LSU and Duke um, varying levels of pedigree Frostburg and LSU, you know, <laughs> <laughs> who knows who will be better though? Still, I mean, this is a uh, tricky to project. Yeah, okay. I'm a, I imagine with all the skill position talent coming back, they'll they'll have some success throwing the ball. It might be tough sliding running the ball, but the whole unit uh, kind of depends on one unit on the other. I imagine it sounds like maybe a slight step forward. I don't know, maybe a slight step. Well, back. you gotta like in a way for your offensive line the fact that you do. Oh no, they do play Illinois, who has a nice a nice front seven. Okay, well, all right. Well, well, we'll we'll talk more about that in a second. Defensively, Brian Williams. No, not Bison Daly. Brian Williams, who was once at Maryland. Uh, Brian Williams is their defensive coordinator, and last season, forty first in scoring defense, thirty ninth in rush defense, sixty second in pass defense, charting at the number forty two overall total defense. Patty C. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, you got to be happy. Number forty two. Yeah, Come six on. six starters back from a season ago. The problem is. Zero on the defensive line, Patty C. Zero. Now they bring in Phillips, the transfer from Tennessee. They got the kid from Florida State and Quashawn Fuller. <sighs> they got the St. Francis guy, Donnell Brown, who I know they're very excited about. But still, you're bringing back zero starters on the defensive line of you know the line of scrimmage in general, yeah. the offense and the defense. So you're telling me one guy back on the entire line of scrimmage from a season ago. That's tough. And if the experience is in the the uh, back half of the defense, you only had nine interceptions on the entire year. That unit doesn't seem to be super elite. But, so, but they did. Good. I I do like some of the guys they got in the portal in the secondary. But hang on, the linebacking core is is back. All right, so they I think well. I think they're going to be breaking in one linebacker and that's probably going to be Brown. Um, but uh, Ruben Hypolite. So I'm, p- I'm pronouncing that one, right? He's a beast. Yeah. Hypolite junior. Um, Jashan Barham is back. And then, so they, they're bringing back their whole linebacking core for the most part. Barham good for four sacks, led the teams third in the team in tackles. Tarheb still is back as well. And you got to like, Obviously, getting Shepard from Cincinnati. This guy was first team all AAC a year ago, and he's really fucking good. A huge bunch of people pickup. wanted him. That was a huge pickup. Then you add in the the four star transfer from the Miami Hurricanes, even though their defense wasn't great last year. You never know. 
They bring back Dante Trader and Bo Blade in the safety spots. Both safeties back. Patty C. I think uh, one of those is a uh, who was I reading about? What was his name? That was the lacrosse player I was alluding to earlier. I think it's maybe Blade mm. um, or Braid. Anyway, um, breaking in a new kicker. Breaking in a new kicker. Punter returns, but. Uh, what do you make of this roster? You think they're going to be better defensively? I'm worried about the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously you have to be They have one on between the two sides of the ball. What eight, eight linemen. They have one, one returner. Yeah. Yeah. So there is that, uh, you're right. Bo braid. Yeah, uh, a, a lacrosse player as well. Yeah. Bo braid. Gotta love that. Getting those lacrosse guys. Let's play some football. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let, we're gonna go game by game on the schedule because I kind of think they'll be like a bowl team without really diving in. But I am a little concerned on the line of scrimmage because Tolia gets gets beat up a little bit, man. We've seen him get injuries over the past couple of years, so yeah. that's why we're uh, so un- unsure of his status if he can return next year or not. Uh, but look, we're gonna talk all about it. We're gonna go game by game on the turf schedule. Uh, Patsy Larry David's alma mater, the guy who created Seinfeld. Didn't know that, did you? I did not All know right. that. I uh, want to tell you that the Maryland Terrapin 2023 season preview episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Look, Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. There's so, so many ways to win over at Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many different states. Head on over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Once again, that's UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code S G P N. All right, Patty C. We are back on the Maryland Terrapins 2023 season preview episode. And Patty C. Bet you didn't know this about me. I went to Maryland basketball camp several years. Gary Williams basketball camp. Very nice. Walt Walt Williams was there. Had you know, NC Nick's got a great story about Joe Smith. Um, <laughs> it's it's it, no, it's great basketball camp. So I look. I want Maryland to be good, man. Oh yeah. Um, a lot of memories in the DC area growing up there and you know, Maryland being a pretty, pretty big deal at, at, at times at time. And look, the football program, I always thought like if they can just get out of their own way. Yeah. Like I, I saw a four-star running back go to Wisconsin the other day from Maryland, right? Yeah. Caleb, Caleb Williams from Washington, DC. If they could just fucking put up a fence, Jonathan yeah. Ogden from oh, Washington, DC. Put up a fence. Yeah. Uh, man, I remember. Uh, I know Ogden was twenty five years ago, but my point is, <laughs> my, my Williams, the other receiver, the, the receiver from Pitt, or no, not Williams, uh, Jordan Addison. Let him get out. He's from DC. Uh, he's at Caleb Williams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's right down the yeah. road. I mean, yeah, you put up a fence, you get that guy. That's a program changer. Uh, who is it? Uh, my junior year, Chris Kelly, uh, who was uh, you know three time All Met. Uh, all met player of the year at quarterback had looks from Nebraska. It was like a scholarship offer from Nebraska. This is right after they had uh their national championship. Yeah. Time. Frost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Freaking uh, who won the Heisman there? Uh, Crouch Crouch. Yeah. You know, yeah. Tommy Frazier was like, okay, this guy, one of the best guys in the country uh, blows his ACL in the Virginia, Maryland uh, uh, high school all-star game. And then blows his Maryland uh, other ACL after he recovers uh, bodyboarding on the beach. You know that's the Maryland mm. luck that they've had. This mm. is a, a would you put them in the sleeping giant category? Yes, I think they should, especially with the Under Armour contract. It's hard to like say or because our money there. You know, Maryland does produce per capita, like you know, in the top ten nationally, and they're going to be getting that Big Ten money. 
They're going to be getting a lot of money and there are super talent hotbeds like PG County, DC, Baltimore that they can pull from. And you know what? In the rich parts of the state, there are, is good football being played there. Like Brian uh, Breesy was like a five star that went yeah. to Clemson. You know, they got to get these guys to stay though. Yeah. They got to get them to stay. Um, uh, they, Cause South Carolina landed one, uh, a kid from DC. that was a fucking five star this past year. It's like right, right there. They're right there. Yeah. Um, Patty C. If you're watching on, on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash the college experience. I know Patty C is not watching cause he's fucking here, but uh, <laughs> the win total sitting at seven, shout out to cam Kerr, our graphics guy on first thought, I would say they're probably going to be right there. So I, I would I would guess that's how Vegas came to that. So it sounds like what I would say, six, seven, maybe at the most seven and a half. Right. Yeah. Um, but this well, year they do play a power five. If you want to call it that, and that's the Virginia Wahoos. They didn't play a P five last year, but mm. Virginia might be the worst P five in all of college football. They are catching Virginia and in a great year to catch them. Uh, Virginia is down and, and look I, as someone that grew up watching way too many ACC football games of Maryland and Virginia, yeah. or, uh, none of them really stand out to me. I'm glad that the rivalry is back because well, it is they, should be, the Mar- they should be in the I, ACC. I, collect your big 10 money. It was a smart move. However, they were an ACC charter you fit school, right? in the ACC. I miss those Duke Maryland basketball yeah. games, those Carolina Maryland basketball games. Well, um, Maryland may feel a lot better when Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, and Michigan State aren't on the schedule every well, year. Michigan State, I feel like they're better than now. Well, yeah, yeah. but uh, Ohio State, Michigan, and uh, Penn State—all three of them in the top eight preseason. So that's not a fun in-conference slate, in-division slate, um, and. When the uh, is it? Have they already made it next di- year? Next year, yeah. Next year, divisions are gone. Maryland may feel a lot more at home in the Big Ten than they currently do, but they still belong in the ACC. True. Uh, so that win total is at seven. All right, let's hop into it. Saturday, September second, Towson, the Towson Tigers, Mike Loxley's alma mater, oh. coming in, getting them on the schedule nicely. Subscribe done, to the FCS football experience, the FCS college football experience that I host as well for more on Towson, Patty C. This is a win though. One and zero. I want to see how far Towson is from uh, College Park. Uh, it's a good fifty minutes. You know, five zero. Five zero. Right around the Beltway. Get around the Beltway and travel on down to DC. There you go. Uh, I'd rather go to a Towson game than a Redskins game. All right. <laughs> uh, so. I'd yeah. Um, Patty C. One and zero. Right. One and zero. Then Biff Pogey, Maryland man himself. Is that right? He coached high school ball in Maryland. Was also with the Ravens, I think, for a year. Right there, you go. Uh, he is coming. He's bringing a Charlotte 49ers. Biff Pogey came over from Michigan with with Jim Harbaugh last year uh, to Charlotte. Now they're coming up to Maryland, but it's too early in the year. Too early in the year. Give me Maryland to win this one. I I I like the Pogey hire at Charlotte. I just think it's going to take a little bit. Of course, yeah, of course. It's not a, a miracle hire here. Two and zero. Oh. Yeah. And then the Wahoos on a Friday night nationally televised. The rivalry's back. <laughs> Love it. You see this hat? It tells you who I'm voting for. <laughs> he's wearing Patty's wearing a Virginia hat if you're listening to this. Uh so there's no way Virginia's winning this game. Maryland Most likely wins. not, yeah. but I think you are uh criminally underrating maybe not criminally underrating, but underrating them a little bit. I'll lay I'll lay thirteen and a half. At College Park. Certainly have to favor Maryland there. I'll lay thirteen and a half. This is Maryland's most <laughs> played right. Yeah, thirteen and a half sounds about right. Uh, most played rival all time by a, a, a considerable margin. Uh, s- uh, what 
78 uh, games. The next most played uh, team, North Carolina State, who they were deadlocked with 33 to 33 prior to the bowl game last year. They pull ahead by one mm. game. So good job, mm. Maryland, there. But three and zero with the put that in your pipe and smoke at ACC. Three and zero, and then they have this at Michigan State. By the game. way, Maryland's like ten most played teams of all time, maybe twelve most played teams of all time, all ACC. ACC. What do you think about them bringing back the old red uniforms too, the Terps back from the, oh, the Neil O'Donnell? Beautiful, era. I love it. Well done, I love it. Uh, Patty C, you know we did the Michigan State preview, and I li- I, I circled this one. This as a 50 50 game. I think we ended up going Michigan state, but I don't feel great about me forecasting Michigan state as a win here, especially knowing the fluff before on Maryland schedule. So they might be yeah. coming in. I think it's a very winnable game. We took Michigan state. Let's stick, stay, stay true to it. Maryland's right? coming in hot. Uh, suppose Michigan state either comes in with a win or a loss off the Washington game the week before they could be in a letdown spot. They could be in a, a body blow spot. Uh, I don't know if Washington does a body blow, but yeah. uh, they could be in a disappointment spot. Yeah. Um, we called for Michigan State. Yeah, Are you changing in that? East yeah. Lansing, you have to say, but they did beat them by two touchdowns I know, last year. I yeah. know that's what I'm saying. Like, and they they Michigan State loses their QB, Keon Coleman at the wideout spot. Well, they may lose to Virginia, yeah. so we'll call them three and one. Who's going to lose to Virginia? Maryland might. No, 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 not that game's not going to be close. It out there. Uh, then the final game in September. The Indiana Hoosiers. Who, 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 who the fuck is going to be coaching them next year? Uh, that's a win for Maryland. So I actually think there's a decent shot they're five and zero in September. That's very possible. Four and one to be safe, I think, is is reasonable. They're getting Michigan State's quarterback on the way. This fourth start of his career. Yeah, it's very possible. Yeah. Five and zero Maryland. Yeah. Things would be. Uh, we've seen it. I yeah. think we've seen that before. Four and one, and then they head to the horseshoe. They're gonna lose by thirty again. Yeah. <laughs> Four and two, and then they're home to Illinois. This is tough. I got the Illini. I, I think, think the fact that Illinois is such a a horse on uh, on defense, like uh-huh. their defensive line, and there's, I think they're gonna present a lot of problems. Yeah. yeah. I got. This could be a uh, you know. God willing, he stays healthy, but a, a Tulia uh, injury watch game. Yeah, true, true. Uh, so I got a four and three now. Yeah, potentially five and two. The Michigan State game, I don't feel confident about. Back to back else. Fortunately, a bye week followed by a nice little road yeah, trip. Yeah, a bye week, and now they go to Northwestern, where before I would have actually taken Northwestern, but Northwestern uh, caved into a bunch of public pressure and fired Pat Fitzgerald. Pretty, pretty ridiculous in my opinion. <laughs> well, we'll you, see how you that... keep the whole staff there. It's like, wait, the staff. Definitely must have saw. If you did an independent investigation, you didn't find that he knew. You just basically fired him because of PR. And, yeah, and we're big Pat Fitzgerald fans, but look, I'll say this: I was it was it was hard for me to come around on the Joe Paterno thing. Even you know, it was like I was slow. Can't, you can't compare those. You two. can't compare yeah. it, but it doesn't mean just because the magnitude of wrongness isn't anywhere near the same level. Like it still doesn't make it. Not wrong. What what happened well, with that? No, Sean? what is wrong to me though is if you a two week you you suspend him for two weeks, you, no new evidence comes. Oh, the school is complete uh, pussy. Yeah, but we already yeah, knew that. Yeah, we already knew that. So, about but then, but this is a much more winnable game. And then you keep the whole staff, which you know, position coaches had to be a lot closer than Fitzgerald was. Yeah, they're a bunch of fucking yeah, idiots no. at Northwestern. This is a win for Maryland, um, and and that is what that that puts us at five wins. That win total sitting at seven, Patty C. Hello. Now they're home to Penn State. Penn State is 
for the, with the exception of the COVID year really whooped Maryland's ass. Uh, yeah. Do you know the uh, all time series uh, in this? What? No, I don't. The record series record Maryland three Penn state 42. <laughs> there was a tie. I will take Penn state to get that done. Yeah, history prevails once again here. So what's that? What are we, we got it at five and four? Is that it? Is it five and four? Losses now. to Michigan state, Ohio state, Illinois, and Penn state. So five and four. Yeah. Now they had to Lincoln, Nebraska, the far fucking trip. This is a tough one. It's that far trip five and four, five and five. I agree. I got Nebraska winning this five and five. Now they're home to Michigan. It's a great spot to catch Michigan because Michigan's got the game on deck against Ohio and state. They just came off of Penn state. The week yes, before. it is a great spot to catch Michigan. Second end of a back-to-back road for Michigan, Penn state, then Maryland phenomenal spot to catch the Wolverines. However, I don't think they're good uh, enough yeah. to beat them. I'm taking Michigan too. And, Five then, and, and then comes this tricky one where I actually kind of think Rutgers is going to be all right this year. Mm. They house Rutgers 37, nothing last year. Yeah. I'm not ready to pull that, pull that trigger yet. I'm on Rutgers <laughs> short of the bulls. No, they could, if they get Michigan state, that's the one I don't feel good about. So I, is I this team going bowling? You just put them at five and, and six, seven. Five and seven. I think the win total. If I if I was sitting there, I put it at five and a half. I think they're securely six and six because, like you said, there's a at least about fifty percent chance they start five and zero. Oh. Maybe a forty five percent chance they start I mean, five and zero. Oh. Dude, I don't know. I mean, they they beat Indiana by three last year. They get them at home this year. Yeah, I mean, Still, I'm just they're probably they're probably four and one. They're, they yeah. might be three and two. Uh. It depends on. I'm on the under. I feel good about it. The line of scrimmage. You have all these new faces. I'm on the under. I feel pretty good about it. You might be hearing about this one. In uh, I don't feel great about it, but I'm leaning. But there's up. no way you you build me eight wins. Build uh, me eight wins there. So you're not going to lose your money uh, at home. Charlotte at home. Virginia at home. That's three. Indiana at home. Four. That's four. Uh, Illinois at home. Five. Okay. Northwestern. Northwestern six. six. Rutgers seven. Yeah, there's your seven. No, I said build me eight. Build you need you to eight? hit the over. At Nebraska is not so undoable. they have to win every one of their fifty fifty games. At Michigan State's not undoable. But they could also lose to Illinois. Like yeah, they I have think to pretty I much go perfect. You. I agree with you. I think it's more likely they go under than over. All right. Well, look, I'm on the under. Patty C's on the under. And folks, before we get out of here, I had a chance to sit down with Michael Barker, aka. College football campus tour on Twitter to talk about the Maryland Terrapins, uh, you know, college football fan experience in College Park, Maryland, at what I know it is to be Bird Stadium. But we'll talk a little bit about that because they call it some other crazy shit now. But here's that here's that interview. Be campus tour because his page, it's fucking awesome. All right, look, that's how I became friends with him. Honestly, I was like, I was on the internet, and all of a sudden, Twitter's algorithm just said, "Boom!" Here's this page that documents. Every he goes to pretty much every college football game and he documents it all there. So I was wondering, like, who is this going to? One night he's in Toledo, Ohio. The next night he's in, you know, Spokane, Washington, or something, or just all around the country. And he's going to all these games. He's documenting it all, and he also documents the history of the sport. It's absolutely fantastic for any college football fan. Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show talking about. Uh, you know, the Maryland Terrapins and now they're calling this thing SCCU stadium or something, but uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And uh, last time I was there, it was capital one. Now it's SCCU. So uh, you know, whatever it is, they've been playing football there for a long time. So looking forward to talking about it with you. 
I know it as Bird Stadium because uh, I, I went to Maryland basketball camp as a kid and grew up in the area, and I watched way too many Maryland games when they were awful with Scott Milanovic and whatnot. But I know it as Bird Stadium. But anyway, yeah, we can call it SECU Stadium. Uh, tell me about the history of this thing. So it opened in 1950 as Bird Stadium, like you said. Uh, the original capacity was 34,000. Bird stands for Curly Bird, who was a former player. He went on to be a teacher. He went on to be the AD and eventually was the university president. Um, it, it's gone from 34,000 capacity to 51,000 as its current capacity. In 1991, they added uh, a five-story with a name Tizer Tower on the south side of the stadium, and it had luxury suites and expanded press box. And that was again updated in 2009. And the largest crowd ever for a game um, at Bird slash SECU Stadium was 58,973, and that was versus Penn State in 1975. Wow. Wow. I mean, and they were really good at one point in the 70s and 80s. People don't realize that. And I also think Bear Bryant coached at, at uh, Maryland back in the day uh, before he left for, uh, I think, either Bama or Kentucky, one of the two. But uh, yeah, I mean, this, this program. You know, now that they're in the Big Ten and getting this Big Ten money, there's no excuses. You got talent around there and all this good stuff. So uh, maybe, maybe Maryland can capitalize on all this stuff. Uh, how many times have you been to Bird Stadium? So I've been there uh, for one game. It was in 2019, and it was versus uh, Indiana. It was five and one coming into the game. Uh, it was a shootout, 34-28. Uh, they they lost to Indiana, so they kept you know, but it was a very close game. The running back Javon Leak had 158 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Uh, so very, very entertaining game. And uh, they have a Friday night game, week three, September 15th against Virginia. And, you know, from a, a traveler perspective, anytime you get a P5 plan on a weekday, you got to capitalize on that. So uh, I will be there. That's an old time rivalry back Maryland and Virginia. There's a name for this rivalry. I'm drawing a blank on it right now, but uh, uh, glad to see that back on the schedule. And, and maybe, maybe I'll, uh, I'll join you uh, one of these dimes to bird stadium. Man. And well, I appreciate you hopping on the show and talking about the history of the Maryland Terrapin stadium. And uh, yeah, man, I hope, I hope they change it to a different name soon. And I hope to see you there sometime, brother. Yeah, we'll call it bird or try to evolve with the times, but yeah, regardless, I'll be there. And hopefully in the future, I'll see you there too. All right, brother. Take care, man. And thanks for hopping on the show. Absolutely. Be Patty C. Uh, bird stadium. I'm not calling it the other shit. It's bird right. stadium. Uh, what's the Virginia Maryland rivalry called? There's a name for it. Isn't there? There is a, There's uh, a name for it. You're sitting I over suggested there. they have it every year. Now that it's a non-conference game, open the season. With the Maryland Virginia game, I know that Colby loves an on-campus thing, but this is a DC no, no, area no, no, rivalry. No, 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 no. This Play got, it gotta be on campus in RFK Stadium if they rebuild this. But uh, on on campus is just as good, or maybe better. But listen, listen, Tidelings Trophy. I played at Bird tide, Stadium. Tidings rivalry. Is it the yeah, Tidings? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, the uh, I played at Bird Stadium. The one thing that in the Virginia Maryland All Star game, the one thing that stood out to me was the quality of the grass. It was like playing on a golf green. It was, it was stunning. 
that I that so is, a special shout out to the grass guy. Of, someone at, uh, could maintain a football <laughs> field to look like a freaking uh, golf green. I will say this: in 1945, the teams met for a neutral site game at Griffith Stadium in Washington D.C. for a big time game. Uh, the you know. Uh, both teams were in the top twenty-five. It was Bear Bryant, uh, head coach of the Terps. Dude, play this game on Labor Day, Monday, on Labor Day every year. Put it in DC and put the fireworks after the game. It'll become an area staple. They should do a rivalry game uh, week every month. I've said this before. Yeah. Uh, to me, it should be the last weekend in September, the last weekend in October, which is Halloween, and the last weekend in November. Yeah, you get your your best rival in November. Yeah. But for if you're with all this realignment, if you're if you're stuck not playing your 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 teams, yeah, and and they want conference games in November, you should be able to have that freedom. But every this should be a staple in society. A few you dynamite Saturdays that every single final week of the month the month is a rivalry game, and I also say they should play Navy more. All they right? should. They oh, should play Navy criminal. more. Uh, what do they call that game too? That's another game too. The Capital Classic or something, right? Find a way to get the midshipmen on the schedule. Uh, there's there's a name for that rivalry. I'm just drawing a blank. Yeah, the Crab Bowl Classic. It's called Navy Maryland. It needs to happen more, folks. We need you to listen more. So hop on over to the college football experience and listen to us because all year long we talk college football. Even in the even in February and March, we're grinding away. Still well, your talking college, college sports football. home. Yes. That's a Maryland accent for you. Check out the college we'll basketball experience too, because Terps playing great ball. You know I love. I've been to Coldfield House. I've been to the new stadium. They call some other shit. Oh yeah, but They're a uh, national contender. They are. They are. Folks, subscribe to the College Football Experience. We're on Twitter, also at TCE on SGPN. Give us a follow. Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C eight three one. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. And remember, folks, as always, to uh, check us out. YouTube.com/slash the College Experience. We do host the College Football Experience wherever podcasts can be found. We do host the FCS College Football Experience, the College Basketball Experience, the College Baseball Experience, and now we have the Big Twelve Experience out there. So check them all out. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast. We just had Joe Theismann on yet again. Always fun to talk it with, talk ball with Theismann. Uh, DC area, go Legend. Redskins, yeah, uh, folks. Uh, until the next episode, this is the College Football Experience, Maryland Terrapin style. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. Run and shoot.